Today's reading is taken from James chapter 4. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You cover and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbour? I wonder how you respond to the questions at the start of this chapter. For me, it's tempting to say, well, I'm not a very quarrelsome person, and move on. But isn't it the case that as life becomes more complicated, there are pinch points? We might not be chasing desires exactly, but perhaps as different trials arise, we find that the reality of life does not match our very ordinary expectations. Isn't it the case that this kind of frustration can also lead to quarrelsome ways with those around us? James is urging his readers not to remain in this place of dissatisfaction because it is the top of a slippery and destructive slope. When read in context, these questions follow on from a passage where James makes it clear that jealousy and selfish ambition does not signal wisdom that comes from above, but is earthly, unspiritual and demonic. He is encouraging us not to chase goals that offer us an easy life or take the view that we ask God for things that can easily be frittered away on our passions. James is more interested in arguing a case for a God-centred attitude. Throughout James, there's a strong emphasis on the binary choice in life, and here that choice is presented once again. Do we want friendship with God or the world? We read that our relationship with God involves humility, submission to God, resistance of the devil as opposed to chasing worldly goals or should-haves whether that be wealth, power, health, being the perfect Instagram, everything. However subtly these should-haves are presented. I don't for one minute think that choosing friendship with God is the easy path but what I notice is that friendship with the world leads to disappointment, opposition from God, personal jealousy and even murder. Whereas choosing friendship with God is rewarded with closeness to God and his exaltation of his children, the devil fleeing, and God's grace. Verse 5 and 6 is so subtle. 
But what I think James is saying is that we are a temple for the Holy Spirit and therefore God holds us to the highest standards of holiness in being a dwelling place for his Holy Spirit. But his grace is manifest not only in his salvation for us, but also knowing that we struggle on our journey with holiness. And if we can just be humble before him, it is enough. In James's opening statement to the recipients of this letter, he reminds the diaspora that trials are part of life, and in fact, when faced head-on, have the purpose of leading on a path to perfection and completeness, because they test the steadfastness of our faith. This passage points us in the direction of this choice by calling us to humbly align ourselves with God's purpose, to recall that God's Holy Spirit dwells in the hearts of his children, and to live with a God-centred attitude, even in the face of the trials of life.